Welcome to Vetting America, a show about veteran entrepreneurs telling their stories of service, sacrifice, transition, and transformation. We also highlight the organizations and resources that are improving the quality of life in the veteran space. Before we get started, I would love to give a shout out to our sponsors, Adam Bird of the Heroes Media Group, Angel Francisco of Vest Marketing, and of course, Anthony Kovic of the Tampa Post. Please help my fellow vetpreneurs get the word out about these great resources by liking and sharing this podcast. I'm your host, Adam T. Cummings, and today's show features Alex Conkle, a civilian advocate for our veteran community here in Tampa Bay. Being around military all his life, he wanted to find a way to give back himself. Learn how his organization plans to use cryptocurrency to help fund veteran initiatives. Let's jump into it. So Alex, uh, tell us a little bit about what Lift Up Vets is. What are you doing with that? What's going on? Lift Up Vets is a project that is Ethereum based. It's a project to take crowdfunding and mix it with um, uh, philanthropic efforts okay. to bring real aid to veterans on several levels that traditionally don't get that aid. Yeah. Um, so what, what is Ethereum exactly and why do you believe that to be the, the coin that you want to go with? Uh, Ethereum is a blockchain, an independent blockchain. Uh, anybody that's familiar in crypto knows that there are several projects out there that have uh, their own kind of standard operating procedures. Uh, contrary to Bitcoin, instead of being just an asset mover, uh, Ethereum allows you to build smart contracts that allow you to have functionality in however you want, which kind of expands blockchain beyond just moving financial goods, but you can do anything with it, you know, from loyalty points to uh, medical records to permissions uh, for like passports and things like that. Blockchain is really, the technology of blockchain is really moving just everything we know in the world. It's becoming quite the future of of everything you know and will know pretty soon, in my opinion. Um, I chose Ethereum because I could teach myself how to code a smart contract by myself. A very basic smart contract. It's written on an ERC-20 standard uh, smart contract, and uh, you can view that code at GitHub. It worked for me, and it was my best way to see funding for my objectives. Okay. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience in a lot of the white-collar professionalism that that is needed for these higher end projects or any kind of massive funding. Uh, so blockchain was pretty pretty much my first bet into bring a project to the crypto community that could complete objectives and um, and just be successful for both veterans and the, the crypto community. So where did you get the idea for Lift Up Vets and going into the Ethereum space? I know that you came from being a chef in the kitchens and now you're in blockchain and cryptocurrency. How did that kind of manifest itself? Well, I was just over kitchens. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, pretty much. You know, it's a high stress environment and it has a very low pay rate and I wanted more value in myself. Uh, but then there was a personal need to do something more with myself. Uh, my family is very veteran centric. Uh, I know you're familiar with my mother, Rosie. Yes. Uh, the president. I actually interviewed her on uh, Vetting America episode 10. Very nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, she's a big, she's a big proponent of my passion for this. Uh, seeing her take such huge leaps as she's done and, and pivot herself professionally to take on vet, the veteran community as a total heart-driven uh, initiative for herself was really inspiring for me. The other part of, of it is kind of um, kind of turning envy into the need to do more. Yes. I tried very hard as, as a young guy to enlist and I made very poor decisions as a young guy. So I was not able to enlist. Those decisions kind of helped form who I was, who I came to be today, and actually helped form the Wibi initiative that I have with Lift Up Vets. 
So who's on who's on the love team? I know that you use love. Isn't that that's the, on the ticker, right? Love, yeah. Uh, Luv stands for Lift Up Vets. Uh, it is the ticker that you can find me on uh, on exchanges. I'm only on Fork Delta at the moment. Um, love is only on Fork Delta at the moment. Uh, the team is pretty dynamic. It's very important for me to take the crypto community, which is not veteran-centric, and the veteran community, which is not crypto-centric, and find a way to build them together. So my team comprises of uh, kind of half and half. Uh, Robert Blackledge, uh, the founder of uh, Course Align, is on my team. He supports me directly and at any chance I get uh, in all areas, uh, from entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial mindset to uh, a veteran's mindset. It's very important to note that I am a civilian. So there's a, there's a barrier there uh, between me and, and veterans, which brings up Alex Hill, who is also on the team. Um, Alex Hill is the uh, founder and owner of uh, Florida Coconuts. He did a great job at the Battle of the Pitches and won second place. Uh, what a unique idea to coconuts, yes, of coconuts, all things. Go figure. Um, but he is the main guy I go to when I do have that problem jumping the hurdle of how do I connect uh, trust between a civilian and a veteran. It's not too common that was uh, that a veteran, or I'm sorry, that a civilian is putting themselves out there for veterans. And I know the veterans have kind of an allegiance to veterans because uh, veterans have been in, in theaters and they know who's going to get their back. And I know the veterans also look at civilians as kind of like, uh, I don't know if we can say it here, but it's kind of like lower than the lowest, you know, is how I've been told that some civilians I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. Of course. <laughs> well, apparently we're not even green. So, <laughs> so he allows me the knowledge to bridge that gap. Uh, he's always he's always there when I have a question, you know, and I, I never try to be that civilian that's offensive just for the sake of doing good, you know, and he helps me with that. Uh, Dr. Nick Kaufman is a, a crypto expert. He is on the Buzzcoin team as a high project uh, social leader. He's been doing blockchain for a very long time, and uh, he's based out in Chicago, actually, so everything is very remote. And last but not least is my mother, Rosie. Uh, I think her reputation speaks for itself, yes. and everything that she does is, it's always about anybody but her. So when I tell people, you know, lift up vets as pockets before, or people before pockets, uh, she really embodies that, yes. you know? And so having her in my corner to, one, as an awesome mother to get my back, but also as a awesome supporter of veterans and in her own entrepreneurial efforts, doing that is awesome for guidance. All of these people keep me uh, in my lane. Yes. You know, if I'm ever having trouble where I can't find a focus or I'm having trouble grabbing people from the crypto community or from the veteran community, any one of these people I can reach out to and just be like, hey, help me. <laughs> and, and at least you do. Yeah. A lot of people don't ask for the help when they need it and then they don't know why their business isn't taking off. You got you, you, you got to ask. You, you need help. There yeah. are people there that will help, especially here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so what's the utility of love and obviously love? What's the utility of Lift Up Vets and how does the money flow? Like, where 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 is the whole business model, the whole revenue model coming from? So, uh, I think it was 2014. The IRS deemed uh, cryptocurrencies a property. Uh, I know a lot has changed since then, but it is still a property. So, as it is such a digital property, that's how I will sell it as a digital property. Uh, and once you pay your tax on your property, that's your money now. You know, so if I have my money that's been taxed, I'll choose what I want to do with my money. And I choose to run the Lift Up Vets project with that. All three initiatives, of course. Um, how, it, how it works uh, in terms of utility, 
Uh, we have a lot of, I have a lot of ways that I'm trying to incorporate uh, better known business mercantiles, mercantiles, where they accept love for goods and services. I've already started the vetting process with uh, Edo and Koinami and uh, a product called Koid Payments, which has a point of sale right in your phone. Um, currently, I am uh, findable on all of these wallets, so anybody could put love right in their pocket right now. Uh, and then incorporating that into businesses so that they can start to take the cryptocurrency in as, like I said, as for goods and services. The other part of utility is my dynamic sponsorship initiative. Winners of, the, of this pitch competition uh, are gonna be required to accept love for goods and services. This allows automatic utility with, with uh, lift up vets, which is very important because the SEC has, has a lot of scary things to say about crypto and security. So as those things evolve, uh, Love's utility will evolve right up with it. I can't afford to allow my project to suffer these regulations and red tape. Uh, so it's just it, it's just a good idea to keep the utility moving. You know, yes. if I need to find a new way to keep that going, then we'll find a new way to keep that going. What's the uh, Wobi initiative? I know you said you had three initiatives going on right here, and you just talked about dynamic sponsorship, mm -hmm. which is a startup competition, or is a pitch competition. It right? is a pitch competition. And then from there, the winner actually will get your love they will get cash. They will get cash. Yeah. The, that they can exchange for love? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, you can't take your love to your social marketing person not and yet. expect them to take it. True. And, and true, not yet. Maybe they might be in that, that hey, market. You, you, know, you never know. know where it's exactly. Be. Look what happened in the last 10 years now. <laughs> right, yeah. <You> know? <laughs> but uh, it's really about uh, how do we impact veteran entrepreneurship the maximum to the maximum amount with minimal effort. I know that sounds bad at first, but love is built around the idea of you don't need a team, a board of directors to tell you what hoops to jump to, through to feed a guy that's hungry or to fund a veteran that has a business. Okay. If you can do all these things the right way. So with without that, in my opinion, um, Dynamic Sponsorship Initiative is, is going to be pulling all of the veterans that, only veterans by the way, that have done all of the cohorts like the Veterans Florida Program, okay. uh, Rosie's Action Zone, or any of the other ones that you can find, and even just independent people that think they have the right idea. They'll be given a time to get their pitches videoed. And we were going to put that video in front of every single person in the crypto community that is in part of the uh, love community, and they're going to vote. There won't be three judges or eight judges, just a voting board of people. Okay. Have you heard of uh, the virtual shark tank called Minnow Tank? No, I haven't actually. You I probably it's called Minnow Tank, and I, 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 know the, I know the guy who runs it. I met him through Robert Blackledge when we were really? in, at Collision Conference uh, in New Orleans a couple months ago. He basically does video pitching for people where you can pitch and then you can he can raise some money and stuff like that that might be something that i would ask robert about yeah and get in touch with him and see if they could do the competition through minnow tank and i think you can get a lot of eyes on that's it that's a I good idea a lot so i'll definitely connect you you two with I that i appreciate that um so that's now that you've you made the dynamic sponsorship barney style for me right uh what's the Wooby initiative so the Wooby initiative is um kind of clever uh, I spent a long time homeless myself, almost about three years on the streets. And again, that was back due to the bad decisions you make when you're young. And uh, that experience is what gave me the insight of, and I guess the, um, the contradiction of how charities do things. I, I will never say a charity does bad work. Everybody does their own thing and they do it their way and people are getting help. Um, but the way I see it is, like I said previously, I don't understand. It doesn't compute for me that we're spending 75 million a year to raise money in a charity. 
you laugh, and that, yeah, that's how so I said because it's though. ridiculous. What could you have done with seventy-five million besides raise money? I can think. Of, I walked into this building and saw a guy eating a sandwich he picked up. It didn't cost seventy-five million to give him a sandwich. You know, the idea of Whoopi Initiative is how do we give practical items that I know are practical from my own experience. For instance, um, I, I needed sewing kits because if I could sew up my socks, I could make them last. And if I didn't have to worry about my feet rotting, I could focus on getting a job. I could focus on other areas that need those energies. Uh, caloric intake's a big one. You know, the, like the guy I saw eating a sandwich off the street. You hand him an MRE. Why do we use MREs? Because they're identifiable to veterans. I'm not out here only feeding veterans. Everybody gets to eat. But when you hand a veteran an MRE or a Whoopi and they identify with these things, well now you've effectively fished your veterans to you. Now you can ask the question, what are you doing here? Have you talked to HUD Vash? Have you talked to anybody from the VA? Okay, can I get them to talk to you? Are you willing to go? There's a lot of different situations that happen in the street. So by being out on the streets constantly, and me personally being out on the streets, I don't hire anybody to come do this with me. If people want to volunteer, they can do that. Uh, but I want to be out there making these connections so that I know how that my project can help that individual the best. And that's what the Wobby Initiative is. It's, it's giving the products that you know they need. Food, uh, toiletries, uh, first aid kits are a big one, you know, socks like we just said. All these little things add up to, unfortunately, a quality of life. When I was homeless, I used to say, uh, well, I'm gonna pull up a warm rock under a cold bridge. That warm rock allows you to wake up the next day with a different attitude. You know, you can, you can motivate yourself further when you don't have so many things dragging That's down. Very true. And then by doing that to the whole community around here, um, and I've been mostly in Ybor City, if anybody was at the Battle of Pitches, they saw me doing that out there with, with a lot of the people, and that was a hot day. Uh, that was a very hot day. But that's the idea, is get them the help they need, and then be that unofficial liaison to the VA to just get you know get them the help they need if they want. It's some people a little more challenging than others. <laughs> My buddy uh, J Junior Silva has, mm -hmm. a, has a nonprofit. I, I'm familiar with Junior. Veterans, yeah. Counseling Veterans. Mm -hmm. That's something that maybe you could work with him on because he's just trying to get people off the streets and in the mm -hmm. houses, getting them naturalized, getting them their documents again, getting them food if they need it. I mean, right. there's Florida has the third largest no uh, homeless population in the entire country, and it's the hottest state in the entire country. And oh, it man. is hot out there right now. Yeah. And, and you, when, you, when you drive around Ebor and downtown Tampa, they're they're just trying to find a way to, to get out of the heat and, and get hydrated and get hydrated because it's yep. it's it's not good right now and I, I really commend you on everything you do for for the for the homeless and just for this city and vets and everything man you have Thank such you. a such a great heart and these are the types of entrepreneurs and veteran and veteran uh focused people that are going to make a make a big change in the world and, and is exactly who we need um so let's talk you know, let's talk a little bit about the Show Some Love initiative. You got I like some, this all one. these initiatives. I love it. I love this stuff. The, uh, the Show Some Love initiative is for active duty personnel. Uh, my brother is, uh, he's in the Army. He's EOD Army. And, uh, EOD? EOD. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I like explosive ordnance disposal. So he's the guy that goes <laughs> out when they uh, find uh, IED or some type of explosive and he puts on that big green suit mm -hmm. you saw in the Hurt Locker. <laughs> yeah. And yep. basically, you just go out there and uh, do your hopefully job. Hopefully, not blow up bombs. Yeah, you do then your job. Yeah, later. <laughs> so yeah, that initiative. You know, we send him a lot of packages, and it's just the most off the wall things that you never think of. I'm aware that uh, when you're at your your Ford operating base or even anywhere that you any base at all, baby wipes. 
all oh, yeah. day. All day. Baby wipes. All day. You, you guys are normally, or not you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, Active Duty's normally provided generally everything they could need. But there are things that I call unusual luxuries, like Nerf guns, pillows. Ooh. Yeah, like these, you'd oh. never guess. I, I hit the Reddit channel, uh, uh, our veterans, uh, just asking what do veterans need while they're in service that you aren't provided for. Pillows, Nerf guns, baby wipes. Baby wipes and every hot sauce I can grab under the sun. Very and uh, depending on the year in the theater, hand warmers. Uh, every... Every man, every soldier that hit me up about it, they're all in different theaters. The guys in South Africa do not need the same thing that the guys in Tora Bora need. Uh, another big one was petroleum-free lotions. Yes. yes. Uh, especially uh, combat MOS guys were uh, big on that. Gold bond. And gold bond. You're always the chafing. gold bond. Yeah. You're always <laughs> chafing <laughs> at all times. Yeah, that is a that was a big one. So this is it's about buying these things, just like the Wooby Initiative. It's very, 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 very simple. Can you buy it? Can you hand it to somebody? I don't understand the disconnection here. Just do that, you know? And that's what the show some love is. Let's get some APO addresses. Let's see what we can send where, and let's start doing that. I love it. Buy it and get it there, I you know? It. So how will Lift Up Vets impact veteran entrepreneurship? That's probably the, the most important question here today. Um, aside from being a more frequent funder and direct funder to uh, veteran entrepreneurs, uh, one of the underlining goals is bringing blockchain education to veteran entrepreneurs. What, how can blockchain affect their business? How can they incorporate it? Maybe they don't want to incorporate it. That's fine. I'm a big blockchain component. Uh, like I said at the start, it's going to be the future. It, it is. is absolutely going to take over. So getting that basic understanding, what is a blockchain? Uh, how do you use a blockchain? You know, people don't even understand that blockchain is just a ledger. That's it. It's all it is. It's just one that a, you cannot. Yep. You can't. You can't cook. Right. It's a giant. So <laughs> yeah. you hear to cook the books? Yeah. It's just yeah, a giant book that you can't cook. You can't take. So every transaction that happens is recorded on the blockchain, and then you cannot change it. So it brings transparency yep. and credibility to every transaction that's done through the blockchain. There's yeah. several blockchains. Oh, tons, yeah. And uh, with the exception of some privacy coins, um, some privacy blockchains completely obscure it. But that's not what Ethereum is, and that's one of the big reasons I didn't go to Ethereum. Um, I'm hoping that Lift of Vets will kind of help lead the way in providing veteran entrepreneurs a, a monetary resource, an informational resource, and in almost every case with veterans, just somebody to talk to. You know, how, does, does just talking to a veteran help entrepreneurship? I'm talking to you help me, you know? So I think that the power of just information yes. through Lift Up Vets and the networking is a big deal. Uh, and aside from that, it's money. Yes. Money moves everything, everything. you know? So if I, could, if I can continue to do dynamic sponsorship uh, objective completion, getting these pitch competitions done, you know, uh, my goal is once a quarter right now. And I want three winners. 12 people getting jobs and starting their stuff, yes. that's amazing, you it know? Is. So to me, it's just about having more access than a once a year or twice a year pitch competition. It's about constantly sending this capital to the people that need it. You know, I, I always think about Florida Coconuts. Alex, he sells coconuts it's, to Jimmy Buffett. I know. You know? So, like, how nuts is that? But nobody so, thought of it. Right. It, and Florida's the only state in mm -hmm. the union that can actually grow coconuts besides Hawaii. <laughs> right. <laughs> and no one's yeah. doing it. So this, this vet mm -hmm. just started his own Florida coconuts business, and it's taken off. Yeah, and, and think about what that money did for him, this one-time injection. Boom. 
he, uh, he immediately posted that he was going to start hiring somebody. Uh, one pitch competition. That's all it took. So now he's created a job too for somebody. Yes. So I feel like if you continue to do these pitch competitions and you allow the community of love to judge on the impact that they feel like it'll have. Not a bunch of professionals that are proven. I won't take that away from any judge that we've seen at these pitch competitions. They're all proven in their, uh, in, in what they do. But that capital needs to keep coming to veterans. It has to keep coming. And that's what I plan to do with the dynamic sponsorship industry. And I think that's the big, one of the biggest issues with the judgment of pitch competitions is a lot of times it turns into a business competition. If it's called a pitch competition, we should be judging the pitch. Right. But in the end, we're actually judging the business, how far along they've come, if they answer the questions right, if they have the right traction, if they have this, if they have that, right. and the best ideas win, which that's a business pitch competition. But if we're having a pitch competition where we have people that are about to take it to the next level, shouldn't we be judging where they're at and not them being a full-blown company, agency, right. organization, corporation. So I, I completely understand where you're saying from, where you're coming from is that we have judges that are known to, to be astute and affluent entrepreneurs and business people, but again, they're only focusing on the investment in the bottom line right. and they're not seeing what, how big of an impact that this business model and idea can have in totality in the community and help push community over competition further into Tampa. And that's what I feel that something that you want to do is to be able to highlight these companies that if given the right support with the right team behind it, it can change things beyond just changing somebody's pocketbook. Correct. And, and that's incredible. So where can people buy, buy some love? Currently, I mean, uh, anybody, can, anybody can reach out to me and, and uh, I handle all sales of love personally. Um, I also uh, I also put your transaction ID right up on my website uh, because transparency to me is absolutely very important. There are too many projects in blockchain that are just scamming everybody. Yes. You know, with no way to get them back. Yes. Uh, to buy love, I have a pre-sale coming on July, or I'm sorry, June 29th when I release the official white paper on BitcoinTalk.org. Excuse me. Uh, I'm very big on do your own research. If I have not provided you with the full details of love, I'm not going to sell it to you because you don't have the tools you need to make an informed decision about my own product. So the official sale will be uh, the 29th, and it will last for a month, that pre-sale. I'm trying to raise only 200 ETH Ethereum. Um, at two, I think today the price was $456 or something like that. So just under $100,000. That, um, $95,000, sorry, I was doing math. Uh, so that would catapult love into almost, at, almost 2020. You know, that's enough money to buy all the goods you need, Yes. have a dynamic sponsorship pitch competition four times in the year, and close out 2018 with some really good uh, successful uh, objective completion. So, so let me clear this up real quick. Now I'm, I'm getting this idea of really the total package of what love is. I almost just started saying love, you know, what is love? Yeah. Me. I almost started singing that right I now. I get that a lot, I yeah. That, I have that issue. But I had like to Night at the Roxbury? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so basically, people invest in love. And oh, then, can't, nope, there's no. no investment. So people give money? It's a complete donation. Oh, so it's a donation? What Do they get anything in return? Nothing. You get love back. Okay, so you get, you get love back, which, like, actual LOV love? <laughs> well, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> no, I will. Um, I'll send you the token okay. as soon as because the the prices are up on um, uh, Fork Delta and on. I just want to. I just want to know 
you, the money that you're raising through love is going to purchase Ethereum stock or coins, right? You can only purchase it with Ethereum. Okay, you can only purchase love with Ethereum. Correct. And then the money that you raise is going to go to these different initiatives that you have, correct? The money, uh, Ethereum will be liquidated. Okay. And uh, that will all be on the website as well. Every every step I take with the, with anything crypto will be uh, put up on the site. And this is kind of twofold. I want the community, both communities, crypto and, and the veteran community to see that I'm genuine in what I'm going to do. I am absolutely going to do what I say I'm going to do. And here's the trail of the money. The other reason is SEC is still scary, man. And there needs to be proof that where that crypto went so that when they, and they will, I imagine they will come and ask me, like they're doing to all ICOs and all projects. Uh, where did this go? What did you pay for it? How, what was the exchange here? Do you have documentation? That'll all be done. As soon as uh, the Ethereum is liquidated, it is immediately going to be spent on uh, a storehouse for all the goods, for the show some love and for the Whoopi. And it's immediately going to go into works for a, a pitch competition as soon as I can. So it's like a new age nonprofit in a way where I know you don't want, I know it's not nonprofit. It's you not, made, made no, sure it's not nonprofit, yeah, no. but I'm, I'm trying to, for myself and for the crowd at home, trying to break it down Barney style and put it into terms that we kind of understand because right. this is all brand new. This is all kind of cutting edge. But what I'm getting is that people are taking money that they would normally donate to a nonprofit and they're donating it to you. And then it's going into a pretty much a cash driver that'll actually take that, that donation and make potentially make it even bigger as it grows over time so that their donation can maybe double, triple, quadruple, which will then allow for more effort on the actual nonprofit side being that you're going to take care of the vets, the homeless people, these different initiatives. So it's like if I throw $20 into this in five years, it could be $100. Mm. And so my donation is now going now. further? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so... The way ICOs typically work with Ethereum is uh, there's a smart contract written where everybody sends their Ethereum at a, at a certain price for X coin, let's just say love. So you get four love to a dollar, let's say, in this just for the example. Uh, you send me a dollar in Ethereum, I send you four love. Now, when you're saying it will expand, that would be saying I'm going to hold this Ethereum while the markets move and breathe in and out and Ethereum rises in price. I have zero interest in, okay. in holding it because if I'm holding Ethereum, that guy's eating that sandwich. This money needs to move. Um, you know, I don't care what the price of Ethereum is. As soon as I get the Ethereum, I'm feeding so a veteran. Or I'm feeding a homeless guy. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna send it straight to where I get my fiat for crypto, which I don't know if I can say publicly because they have press uh, terms and stuff. Um, but I, I will exchange it back to fiat. Send that to my bank account, and just like any other private property, I pay my tax. I do what I want with the money. It's more of a platform a new platform okay. for a charity you know uh or for charitable causes that's, and initiatives that's the biggest complaint with a lot of these bigger nonprofits is that they're just using the money however they want to use the money like you were saying you know 75 million dollars to raise money that doesn't make any sense it, it just does it not doesn't, doesn't make any sense so what you're doing is basically guaranteeing that their money is going to a good cause yeah what i feel is a good cause yeah, um I do catch a lot of scrutiny and a lot of uh, people want to challenge the idea of love, and that's fine. You should. You should always challenge yes. where you're going to spend your money before you spend your money. Um, the biggest thing that that I, one of the biggest factors that I built love on was that it will never be a nonprofit and it will never be a, a corporation. The amount of red tape you have to jump through to do anything 
for either one of these yes. is a little obscene to me. It is. It costs money to file forms. It costs money to raise to, money. To raise money. I don't understand this. I don't understand how you just don't help people. And I don't understand this because I was homeless and, and it was the same thing. I wanted to sleep in a church because it was raining. I wasn't a single mother with four kids. You weren't getting that church. I wasn't getting the church. I was sleeping out. I was pulling up a warm rock under a cold bridge again. So I, I won't do it. If I'm able to raise the money for love and I'm able to validate my project and myself as a genuine person for this, for both communities, then there's no reason it can't work until the money I runs out that. or I can't work anymore. I believe that. You know? I believe that. And that's what I aim to do. Good. And I, and I love it. And I like, to, I like to end my shows with sage, sage advice to veterans. And considering that you've lived homeless for three years, I'm sure you've met a lot of veterans when you were homeless. You, you deal with a lot of veteran, homeless veterans now. Mm -hmm. Specifically talking about homeless veterans, what would be some advice you'd give not only transitioning military members to not end up homeless, but also potentially those veterans that could hear this, that are living on the streets or in and out, you know, some here at times, yeah. some not. How did you get out of it? How did you get to be where you are now, coming from where you came from? Well, how I got out of it was stopping, I stopped making bad decisions and I stopped self-pity. The, the endless argument that you have with yourself every day of, um, I, I need help and I just can't do this without this, some of these times these are true, you know, and that's why people like me are trying to, and, and organizations like mine are trying to get out there to, to give that help because you do need support. Like we've, like uh, you said before, you can't do it yourself. And my mom says it all the time. Yes. You know, you can't do everything yourself, but you can do something for everyone. That's not an exact quote. I hope she doesn't hold me to it. But that's the idea. Um, as far as what I can say to transitioning veterans, I can't. I'm not a veteran. And I won't put myself in a position where I even help, even hope to understand the mindset of what someone like yourself or any other veteran has. It's not the same. I didn't do the training. I didn't do years overseas. I didn't do any kind of time like that. I just have this civilian mindset of let nothing eat you. Let nothing eat you. That's got to be the worst way to go, right? So I say that all the time. Don't let anything eat you. Rise up. Don't stop. Don't stop. Move forward. I love it. And ask. Ask for help. Ask anybody. Let them tell you no a thousand times. Ask again. Yep. Thank you so much, Alex. And that wraps up another edition of Vetting America. Please support us by subscribing to our official YouTube channel, where you can learn about everything that's going on at Vetting America. Before we get going, I would love to give one more shout out to our sponsors. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel, be the change you want to see, and always stay frosty. This is Adam G. Cummings with Vetting America, signing off.